Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. My name is Drew Burns, and I'm a part of a small group of dentists who believe something crazy. We believe the standard of care is just not good enough. We demand the best of ourselves and the best for our patients. We believe the best way? No, the only way to practice dentistry is on our own terms. If you ask the dental consultants or the corporate CEOs, they tell you that what we're doing isn't smart, that fee-for-service dentistry is dead, and that the golden age of dentistry is over. Yet, while others focus on profits first, we focus on the patient first. And yet our offices are some of the most profitable in the entire country because we invest in ourselves and we are doing things right. It's our name on the door and it's our reputation on the line. My name is Drew Burns and I am a fee-for-service dentist. This is the Fee-for-Service Dentist Podcast and these are our stories. Okay, big smile on my face today. Welcome to the Fee-for-Service Podcast. This one has been, oh my God, this has been probably a year and four months in the making. We have, ever since Dr. Drew contacted me and said, hey, can you can you take over the podcast? And in, in, in fact, I'm going to repeat it because I want him to hear it again. He said, can you, can you just substitute for me for a while? So when you substitute, right, you think that you're <laughs> there for a period of time and then the regular guy comes back, right? That's a substitute. <laughs> But uh, since that time, it's, it's morphed a little bit. So I am so excited to talk to Dr. Drew Burns, our founding father, the godfather of the fee-for-service Facebook, the guy who put all this together for all of us to enjoy, and the podcast and the whole thing. And he's a young guy who just absolutely grabs life by the tail. So let's talk, grab by the horns. Forget to tell you, grab the bull by the horns. So let's <laughs> talk to Dr. Drew Burns. Drew, how are you, man? Sonny, it is an honor to be on your show. No, 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 See, no, no, don't try that. Don't try no, that. Nobody wants me back. You've been oh, doing a great job. It's an honor to be back on your show that I'm just <laughs> sitting in the chair for a short period of time. Hey, I'm hey, substitute. <laughs> Remember, let's define that. Someone Googled substitute. I hate someone Google. Look that ripped, up. Someone ripped my name off the chair and put your name on it because <laughs> you're doing a great job. Well, I appreciate it. Big shoes to fill. People have been so, uh, so, um, open and it's been a lot of fun and like yeah. you said to me too how all the things that you learn when you interview these people mm -hmm. yeah it's it's a tremendous learning experience it's like um it's like it's a whole about. ce continuum you know really yeah but it covers it covers everything you know it covers life their personal you know some professional a lot of a lot of business tips and you know just mm -hmm. it's been and, and and i've become friends with a lot of great people i'm really really excited about so yeah Seems so I like can't it. wait. I can't wait for you to come back, man. <laughs> well, I just can't thank you enough for, for carrying the torch for a while. I mean, if honestly, if you had lost you for a second, Drew, that shut down for knows how long, um, you know, that when you took over semi uh, correspondence when my daughter was born and I've just been 
my, that's, my daughter's my second child and I've just been so busy, you know, since that happened. When I started this, I, I didn't have any kids yet. And <laughs> life, life yep. changes when you have kids. Um, life moves on. So, so through the course of this, right, you got married, bought a house. I was, I was married before. We oh, started. you were? Okay. Yes, so go but ahead. We did. Yeah, well, sure. So when, since we started the podcast, I remember recording the very first episode was uh, at my office, but shortly thereafter, we were, uh, I was recording from my apartment <laughs> huh? uh, that we were renting out of and, um, you know, tiny little thing. Uh, now, I think we had, we moved from that apartment into a rental house, finished building our office, which I detailed it in great length on the, on the podcast. Um, and now we're, we finally purchased and renovated our, our first home, uh, which had to come after building the practice, but, and I've had two children and, you know, oh, I just say, throw if, that in. Just yeah, I say as if I did these things, but it really is my wife. So that's how they all got done. So damn right. Um, that's right. That's, that's how it happens. So let's be straight up honest, man. Yeah, absolutely. I was, I was right. Like Josh Mercy and I talk about it's the chicken mm -hmm. and the eggs. I, I was a chicken. I was involved. But mm -hmm. the pig's committed. So, you know, I was involved in the process, <laughs> but my wife was committed to it. So, right, right. All good. So, congratulations, first of all. Thank you. So, how old are your kids now? Okay. So, Andrew, uh, he's a junior. Uh, he is two and a half. And Grace, our daughter, is a year now. So, oh, perfect. Year and a half apart. My oldest two are a year and a half apart. Yeah. And your, your son and daughter, right? That's exactly That's what right. we have. Yeah. Then, then uh, we had we had a little time. Then we had another one, but they're they're going to be the best of friends. That's all I can tell you. Oh, that's good to know because they're not right now. They will be. They will be. <laughs> yeah, and um, uh, you know what ended up happening for us was our second one. <laughs> she sort of looked after my oldest, Marcus. You know, so she was the kind of the mommy of the group. You know, with those hmm. two. Yeah, and uh, I think he was fine with it. Like, hey, sure, go ahead. That's your baby. You know. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, it's 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 just all the steps and everybody says the terrible twos and one that's all bs man the kids are great it's fun learning them it's fun. It's, i hate to say it, but it's fun when you're making your mistakes mm -hmm. and then you're fixing them with your kids and it's 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 just a it's one of life's blessings that we're very fortunate to have so yeah congratulations and i know Thank that you. you're you have a very you're, you're you're made of faith so i know that that's a strong part of your life so that's great man. yep we are blessed um Proud we've got a little rough patch right now with Andrew and his, his sleeping schedule or two and a half year old. He just, he'll scream and scream when you put him down and it's hard as you know, we, we don't want him in the habit of depending on us to come into his room and, you know, enable that behavior and whatnot. But I'm just reflect, reflecting with my wife um, yesterday, even, even on like the most difficult of days with the challenges of kids, you know, a blink of an eye, he's going to be 16 asking for the car keys and we're going to be longing for the days when he wouldn't go to sleep. <laughs> we could just right, go in and cuddle, right. cuddle with him. Yeah, take so. him visiting colleges and be like, damn, yeah, you were a little kid, you know, it's, it's uh, great. Now that I think part of the problem I'm going to offer a little suggestion is get him out of that Florida Gators gear and get him some Syracuse <laughs> stuff. You know, uh, he just would hate that. That's He'd part be screaming of it, louder, I think. That's that Florida game. I mean, the colors are okay, but you got to do something. About uh, <laughs> hey, well, this season, yeah, <laughs> Gators aren't doing too hot. So, yeah. So, so let's talk. So, so fill us in, man. There's been a boy. There's been a patch. I know you and I spoke right as the pandemic was coming, and I remember the conversation. I remember saying, "Yeah, it's going to be a couple weeks," and way off, you know. Right. Nobody knew what would hit us, but. 
um, you know, filtering our way through it. And um, just talk about where you've been at, what you've been up to. I know the, the you know, I, I've been a big proponent for you telling you about the, the building and, you know, keep going and keep going and don't skimp and, and you'll, you'll be more than happy and more than glad mm -hmm. you overbuilt when you thought at the time and pretty soon you're looking at like, oh, I need another space, I got to add more. So talk mm -hmm. a little bit about your practice, obviously talk a little bit about your physical office, because that was a big part of, of, of what was happening in that time frame. And anything you want to cover personally, we're all ears, man. Go ahead. Sure. Well, I like, <laughs> thanks. Right back at you. Um, I like hearing numbers. Very smooth, so. by the way. Very smooth. <laughs> Let me start with some numbers to give people an idea of perspective that always helps me to wrap my head around what other people are, are doing and where they've been. Um, and I, I don't have the most exhaustive overview, but before we started recording, I just jotted it down. There, there was a there was a time when I knew all these numbers off the top of my head, but that's it's no longer the case. So I had to look it up. Um, you know, I purchased my practice in 2014, in the middle of 2014, um, from a dentist who retired. It was doing about 600,000 a year um, at that time, J just shy of the last three years. It's kind of How much? And steady. I'm sorry. 600,000 per year okay. collections, gross collections. Yeah. So that's 50 um, months, right? The future of fee-for-service dentistry is based in membership patients. If you need help starting your membership plan, or if your plan is too big for your team to manage, visit dentalmembershipdirect.com to set up your free membership growth solution demo with our team. I'll, I'll trust your math on it, yeah. <laughs> I hope that it is. Hard. Yeah, actually, yeah, that checks out. <laughs> now that I think about it. So um, I didn't... I only had numbers up to 2016 with me. I know we uh, closed 2014, you know, slightly over 600, I would, I would think. And then I think we were in the maybe high sevens for 2015. I don't have that, but I have got in front of me. I've got 2016, uh, 831, 831,000. 2017, now we brought in uh, an associate in that year. Um, I think towards the end of it, maybe middle end of the year, but we had broken a million. It was about almost 1.1, 1.09 and change. So what was um, this year? I'm, I'm working up to you this year. <laughs> no, no, what, what year? What oh, I'm you? sorry. That was 2017. So 2017, just to frame it, right? So in three years, you basically doubled the practice from almost, 600 yeah. to almost 1.2. Yeah. And then yeah, I would have liked to probably have seen more growth between 2017 and 2018, but we were still working out of a five op facility at the time. And uh, that was probably my main year for actual planning the, the new facility. Um, meanwhile, I had a five-year lease that I knew I had to be out of. And so I'm, I'm trying to close on a property and I'm trying to get the building plans done. We finished 2018 at 1.25 million. Um, so, you know, another 125,000 or so above um, 2017. 2019 was 1.4. 2020, sorry, 2019 was our, we spent half the year in the new facility. We, we mm -hmm. shut down for two weeks for the move, spent the next half of the year in the new facility. And then 2017, even though, or 2020, even though we were closed for two months, it was our first full year in our new facility with, with more space. Yep. So we were able to, you know, more product, productive, um, 1.7. So uh, what, what, were you, what were you the year before? 1.4. So at 1.4, 1. 
mm-hmm. right? Which was half a year in the new and half a year in the old. So the year prior to that, you were what? 1.25. So 1.25 to 1.7. So that's right. That right there is almost a 50% jump. And you only did half in the new the building. So talk about investing in yourself and it, ROI. There's no better ROI than investing in yourself. And this is just sheer proof. Mm-hmm. Now you go into a pandemic. So you lose two months mm-hmm. and you still grow another yeah. 20, 30%. It's, it's, this is awesome. Keep going, man. And then I suspect... Make me work harder. <laughs> <laughs> You know, this is a ballpark, but I, I suspect by the end of this year, we'll probably be around 2.4 is what we're, we're on target-ish, you know, mm-hmm. 2.3, 2.4 could be more, um, but we've, we've already broken two for the year, which right. is just kind of like baffles, baffles my mind. Hey man, they're just numbers, right? Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's um, now, but they, if you focus literally... On- if just you focus on, but if you focus on what you're doing, then to me, this is this is a true definition of take care of the people, take care of the patients, and and, yes. and that part takes care of itself. Let me ask you a question now. I hope I didn't, I'm not. I don't want to interrupt your train of thought, but if Go you ahead. don't mind, also covering what you grew staff wise or team wise. Oh my gosh! So <laughs> ballpark it. You're not going to be exact, but you know. No, no, no. I, I I respond that way just because of I. I can tell you maybe I could count up what our, our current number of team members is today, but in where it was maybe a, a couple of years ago and yeah, it's grown, but the transition that has also been there is not accounted for in those numbers. Mm-hmm. You know, how many people did we hire and then right. are no longer with us is, is where the, that's behind when you said it's just numbers. Yeah. What's the story behind these numbers? And <laughs> It's one thing to look at those numbers and call it a success, but boy, there's a lot of work and stress that went in. Yeah, you're you're preaching to the choir, right? You're preaching to the choir about about handling that stuff. And so let me ask you, though, what? let's just give me, what was your, when you first bought the practice, give me an idea. You could probably name the number of teams that you had. Talk talk about what you had then. Yeah, I think we had uh, six employees. Six Six employees. Yeah, let me say two hygienists, two front desk, and one assistant, five, five. Five. The six counting myself. So five and you're doing 600. Now you're doing yeah. four times that 600, right? 2.4. If you're, mm-hmm. if you're online, what, what do you have now in your employee now? I, I literally need to count it up, but we're probably around 12 or so, but we've got two front office plus an office manager. That's mm-hmm. three um, assistants. We have, uh, I believe we've got a total with four assistants. So we're up to seven. Seven. Now, hygienists are a little bit uh, of a challenge because we are not everyone works like same number of days per week. But if I'm to count them up in my head right now, um, you know, we've got I think five different hygienists. Mm-hmm. So that's that's twelve, right? That's twelve. You're twelve. Um, not, and and we uh, we have three three dentists. Um. Kind of including myself, we've got three dentists, so 15, I guess, is what okay. So you went from five to 15, so you quadrupled your numbers and you tripled your team. And as, as hard as it is to say that we, we probably have had from then till now, we've had fi- at least 15 that were higher that are no longer here, yeah, Easy. swing and misses, sure, yeah, yeah. 
But so. you know what? You got to the bat. You got to play. You got to the bat. You got your at bat, right? And mm-hmm. the swing and a miss, you know, you got up next time. You you didn't stop. You didn't say, oh, we're we're going to change. We're not going to have a hygienist or we're going to, you know, we're, we're not going to have the assistant and stuff. You know, you figured it out. I, I would love to have you, 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 call, you talk about some of the things that you've now changed in terms of roles and responsibilities, but we'll, we'll, we'll go where you want to go. So keep going <laughs> on, on what we're talking about. So, yeah. Um, well, so I, I wanted to open with the numbers just so that people, you know, I always like to hear that up front to see where, where it's real numbers, yeah. what we've done, what we're, and then we can dig into what that actually means because on the surface, it, it, it sounds maybe easy or it sounds like success and it is success, but you know, I guess along the way you don't, well, you can plan and you can anticipate and you can predict and you can strategize. You can't account for the toll that, that work and energy that you pour into everything can take on on your emotional state um and we were talking off air you know this uh earlier this year i i was in the hospital for about a week um for i'm okay now uh but that was just a a life scare um and you know the the reasons i rather not rather not dig into the exact reasons why but it's fair um you know the it was probably stress related in some ways. Uh, you can't say it definitively, but just as, as a more tangible type when I'm talking about a toll, uh, I was, I was real first thinking of like just an emotional toll. Like the person I am when I started this is I'm a different person now and, and that, that stress will change you, change you. Um, so I'll, I'll, every day I'll say it was worth it, but you know, I going out and starting down this road, like when I started the podcast and the person I was at that time, I didn't full know fully well, you know, what sacrifices I would be making along the way. Yeah. Um, and it's just, heck, I, I do it again, but I don't want to, <laughs> I do it if I had to, but it, it's, it was, I poured a lot of myself into it. Let me ask you a question as it relates, because I know you and I have had, have had a, a friendship much, much, much beyond just this fee for service yeah. thing is. I remember when you took on the debt and it was really almost overwhelming what it was ultimately, right? Mm-hmm. And was there or is there a time where you're starting to say, I got it? I remember. When did you cross that bridge? I remember signing the, the loan, uh, not even to build the building yet, but just the loan to buy the land the building was on. And right. For context, for, for those who haven't listened to the earlier episodes, or it's just been a while. I mean, my operation, it just, I don't necessarily need to care to dig into the exact numbers of what I had to do, but just, it's, it was in a pricey part of town. The mm-hmm. land was expensive. Um, I was, I bought a bar to tear it down. It was a bad real estate deal. <laughs> I'll put it that way. But all along, I knew that it was going to be a great investment for you know, the future of our practice. I knew it would come around full circle. But when I say I knew it, I was going with my gut. And, right. you know, my gut can be wrong. So no, <laughs> it was terrifying. No. Your gut's um, right. You know, well, you thank God it worked out. There was uh, that we're still here. You know, that you can't account for things like a pandemic. And that was kind of stressful and terrifying after we, you know, the year after we open, it's like, okay, well, now we're shut down and we don't know when we're going to reopen. And, you know, but it, it's all worked out financially, so to speak. Um, okay. So I remember signing on the debt for, to buy that bar 
that we had to tear down. It was an old built in like the forties or something bar. Um, and I remember at, at the signing, just like feeling a physical weight. Like I feel heavier now after having done this and just being, you know, Hey, we're, there's no backing out. We're going to make this work, but a lot just, of zeros on that contract. A yeah. lot of and I am more debt averse than probably most. So I don't want to scare anyone out of doing something. It was fantastic. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm so, yeah. yeah, I just, it w- probably weighed on me more than most people. It, it would for most people, but yes, every, every, um, you know, month that's passed that I, I honestly, I think the pandemic helped me a lot is in the weirdest way. Okay. Worst case scenario happened. We were closed for like two months. We couldn't see patients and things were fine. And after that, it was kind of like, come back out of this. Like, what am I so worried about? Um, if we're going to make it through this, okay. We're, we can pay, we can, I don't, while I don't like having that debt and it's on like a 30 year loan and that is uh, annoying to me um, that it's, I'm going to be in debt for that long unless I decide to pay it off early. It's, it's working out and it's cash flowing and I'm doing, I'll just say, you know, better financially than now when, when we were going through the process, the, the first, you know, it was a period of like, okay, my income was this level. Now we're planning for the new office. I'm cash flowing a lot of things and my, my income's going down, but I'm still okay. And I expected that. And then we're in the new facility and my income's still not back to where it was before I started all of this, before even when I brought an associate. So there is some ebbs and flows, but I'll just say numbers wise, it's, it's working out now. It's all paying off. Um, and every month that goes by, that were even just without, if we never grew past where we are now, it was worth it. Um, so but was it, wasn't there like some stipulations on the loan, like that what you were concerned with when you were doing things and that the loan had a certain, certain stigma. And, and now I'm not, I'm sure you've, you, you've, well, you've paid it down a little bit, but mm-hmm. has, has that changed for you? Um, you know, or, or at least how about just the, the, the question I said, I mean, are you now at the point where you say, you know what, I've got this loan, but it's not, it's not suffocating or it's not, um, it's not crushing me mentally or, or weighing so heavily on me like you described. Right. Yes. I, I do feel like I'm at that point now where I've got a lighter weight. Um, yeah. It's nothing compared to what it's going to feel like when every, uh, all the debts paid off. Yeah. But when you I, burn used that to, paper. <laughs> <laughs> I used to feel like I, I would want to pay it off early. I felt the same with my practice loan. The, the more that I see that, hey, we're making the payments and you know I've got other financial goals. I've got kids now, I wanna save for college and I see the interest rates and the loans and what you can do with investing. I thought, oh, I'm just gonna let these loans ride out. And you know, you Have look you at refinanced? How- Have you taken advantage of some of the lower interest rates or no? I did. So the Good. loan structure, I've got a loan for the practice and then I've got a loan for the building, which is kind of like two different loans. Uh-huh. So part of it was an SBA loan. Um, so the part that was not an SBA loan, I was able to refinance and that, that will save us, you know, over the course of that loan. Um, Big time. Yeah. That, that was some extra work, but it'll be worth it. Um, yeah. So no, I'm, I'm happy I did it. <laughs> it's, it's been wild. Um, and it's been, it's took a toll, but, and, and part of what took a toll was just the, the trying to do all of the things, you know, trying to be a dentist full time and run this practice and grow the practice and build the office. Um, but a lot of it was just the people involved and the people that you, you expect 
you know, you put your faith in them, you expect them to treat you the way that you're treating them and that, that doesn't pan out and they, they're not people of their word. And that emotionally just weighs on me more than it probably should because I want to, uh, you know, believe the best out of people. And one of the most uh, trying phases was actually after we finished uh, building. I, I know I was talking to you in some private phone calls about just some personnel issues. Remember. We were having. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, without going into too much detail, there was some just drama, lots of drama uh, with the former office manager, I'll say. Uh-huh. Um, and for all of that drama and stress, um, it's been made up full for tenfold by the new office manager who I have now, uh-huh. who's just like a godsend. She's uh-huh. an angel and she just makes my life so much easier. And so much of our success depends on other people. And that's hard that's because it. it's beautiful and it's so hard because so much of that is, is, is luck. Like I'm just so lucky that she, you know, applied for our office. Um, Harder you work though. You know, there's more that goes into it yeah. than just that, of course, but yeah, I, I think that's true. Um, so, you know, I, I do want to ask you a little more specifics about the building though. Um, talk to us. Cause I remember that you had laid out, there was 12 rooms that you had envisioned as operatories or treatment rooms. Mm-hmm. And then you had, you know, creative a couple of different things and just talk to us a little bit about, why don't you talk to us about when the building came into play, which was, you said 20, was it 2018? 2019, middle of 2019. 2019, middle of 2019. Talk to us about that and then, and then where it started. And because I think the most important thing, and I've, I've tried to at least say this is, is you might have one vision, but you have to always keep in mind the flexibility and the changes that occur and being proactive towards the changes. So Talk about where you were when you started, mm-hmm. what you envision, what you've seen morph, and kind of what you've grown into today in terms of your building practice. Absolutely. So we we have the same number of chairs now as when we opened, but we're definitely using more of those chairs now. Um, our old office, we had five ops. Um, now we have uh, eight. Uh, we have 12 rooms. Uh, so of the four rooms that don't have dental chairs in them yet, one's just storage. Uh, one is our photo studio, which mm-hmm. is a nice thing to show patients. I wish we used it more, <laughs> but you know, maybe we'll kick up some cosmetic cases so it's from time to time. It's coming handy, but we don't do a ton of that yet. At least, um, we have, uh, one room that just has a, a massage chair in it, which is nice for our patients is it's kind of like a selling point for the practice, uh, you know, just to kind of, I think, set us apart of like, hey, we care about you relaxing, you know. Uh, and then one is a family room where just families can go in there with their kids while they're waiting for someone to finish a cleaning or a procedure or something. Um, I would love to turn all four of those into treatment rooms because it'd be better financially uh, and production-wise to, you know, help us hit more goals. But I think truth be told, it's going to be hard to let go of the family room um, because that means those, those children that are in there and sequestered away would then be in our waiting area, which is not good for anybody. Um, and it'll be hard. I, I'm thinking our next step, if we're able to take it, would be to turn the storage one into an op. That's the easiest. Um, and then maybe combine the photo studio and the massage chair into one room. <laughs> 
and then maybe we've got 10 and we're probably set there for a good long while. Um, well, let, let me just repeat what you said. You want to put the photo chair, excuse me, you want to put the massage chair in the photo room. That, that implies a whole mess of other things. <laughs> just kidding. <you. laughs> just messing with you. Wait uh, a second. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, I don't think you, you were the one who said it. I was just kind of repeating it. So uh, I thought it was pretty funny as I'm thinking about it. I'm like, oh, photo of the massage. Yeah, so no, not, it's not like that kind of massage chair. Yeah, a little bit going on. Anyway, it was interesting, but. Um, now, let me ask you this about storage, right? Because you said you're going to take storage one. Because I'm sure that as you have storage, you fill storage. Where, where, do you, where do you see that moving? That's what we're short on. You know, when I planned out the office, I just try to maximize every inch of, yeah. let's get in ops or things that can be future ops. Now, we have our equipment sterilization room where mm -hmm. all of our supplies go. The, the storage is kind of overflow. It's all the, you know excess stuff that we just haven't sorted through yet. Um, so without that staging area, if you will, first of all, we'll just need to get rid of the stuff that's in there. It's probably stuff that could be thrown out. Um, I've literally hidden things like in above the ceiling, <laughs> like our Christmas tree last year that we broke down. I was like, all right, I don't have a good spot for this. So I'm just going to get on ladder and I'm just going to hope it doesn't fall back down through the ceiling tiles. <laughs> kind of like just because we're that short on storage. Um, but, you know, we can get more creative. Well, we'll, I'm not worried about that. If it means getting rid of some of our excess stuff or uh, having to put things in our break room or we'll find a solution. That, that Let me ask be. you this then. The, the office had certain specific designs. What things did you change once you started to get behind the, behind the door and started working? What did we change? Um, did you change the layout of your sterilization area? Did you change? Heck no. Did you change <laughs> any of those kind of utilization things? Did you, I saw, oh, I'm going to no. put a, a something, you know, a sink in a hall. I mean, what kind of things did you do? Um, I'll just say anything that's ever going to involve more construction, I'm going to avoid it. Like <laughs> like, we did have to bring the construction crew back to fix some things. Yeah, I'm, I'm not interested in more construction. They had to fix some plumbing issues. Um, but no, I, I didn't change. I haven't changed much, thankfully. Um, trying to think here if there's anything that's really not, not much. We've just, you know, been trying so to... So your plan, as you saw it, like when you see your schematics of your plan, that's how your utilization is now? Yeah, I, I remember looking at the floor plan. I mapped out our plan for growth of, okay, we're going to start by using these six chairs and then we'll grow into these extra ones. And these ones will be hygiene and these ones will be uh -huh. doctor's chairs. And, you know, that I, I made a PDF and I just kept like copying and pasting the page and, and changing here's the, here's how we go, where we go next. So that when I got to that phase, I wouldn't have to reinvent the wheel. Uh, and then I don't think I ever looked at that document again. And we just kind of wung it when we, that phase came. <laughs> um, but, you know, cause you can plan ahead, but it's really irrelevant until you get to that. Uh, I, I just want to know that there would be a plan in place. Do, so, do, you, do you use carts for anything like lasers or scanners or, do you, I mean, do you have any of that? We got a stuff? cart for our, uh, we don't have a laser, but we got a cart for our trios and yeah, we, we use carts. Um, our nomad and x-ray stuff is on a, a cart or we got a couple of them, but. Now, do you, you know, have a place for those? Where do, you, where do you kind of keep those? Cause sometimes you forget right. 
that you need to have a place that's out of the way. You're not tripping over because that's expensive. You got expensive equipment sitting on there. Yeah, you're right. And we have a spot in the hallway where we can fit some of that stuff. Um, uh, the overflow of it is in the sterilization area. There's another room air spot in there where we can fit some of it. And there is at least one or two carts that are in that storage area. You're right. Uh, I think our implant cart kind of lives there when we're not using it, which is, you know, not every day or anything. So, and maybe the endo cart. Um, so we just need to find better, you know, we've got a whitening light that if it push come to shove, we'll get rid of the whitening light to make room for the implant cart in the hallway. You know, we'll Put make the whitening work. light with the massage table. Yeah, <laughs> perfect. Hey, so so do so, uh, you had a private consultation room, right? Yes. Now, are you using that? Do you wish it was bigger? Is there any anything in terms of uh, like the business part of it? So um, we we um, aren't using it the way that you would think. Uh, we use it for just conversations with the team most often. Um, or uh, my schedule has changed. Uh, when we reopened for COVID, from COVID, I, I said, I'm, I'm, I'm going to refrain from doing clinical on Mondays. I'm still going to check hygiene. Um, but I wanted to do more online CE at that time. Uh, so I started doing CE out of that room. Mm -hmm. um, so that's been helpful. It is plumbed to be able to put an op in in the future, but I don't think we'll ever get to that. I just, I wouldn't want to be at that phase because that just, that's going to have ripple effects of, I, I don't know that our office could handle having another chair there with the check-in and check-out and everything else that well, would. But it's also, what are you giving up, right? If you add right. it, you're giving up a space that is very, to my, I'm going to say from listening to you, is very valuable Mm -hmm. to the day-to-day -day operations of your office, whether you, right. you know, kind of, whether you appreciate it enough or not, but when it's gone, you'll, you'll be like, Oh damn, I wish I had that back. Yeah. So we'll see. That's great. Yeah. That's, that's interesting. Cause I find like, that's the one thing, cause we built new offices. We just remodeled. We did a whole mess of stuff during COVID and um, you know, with our places. And I always find that to me, it's always like, okay, let's, you know, great idea. Let's do it. And then you get in there. You're like, oh, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to put this here. I'm going to put a sink in the hallway here. And then, you know, you just, you, it's almost like you think of it. And then when it comes to utilization and then when you get your team involved too, it's, it, 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 it morphs a little bit for you. So that's, that's mm -hmm. fabulous that you really, your vision and you're more thorough than I am. There's no question. You, you have, you've thought it out very thorough. And, and that's great. I mean, that's super. So now, you, so the, uh, the building, right? So we've talked, you went from five employees when you started mm -hmm. and you moved in in 2019, which is not long ago. And this place is now cooking. What are some of the challenges you're finding? Well, um, there have been challenges along the way with just, you know, team and turnover and whatnot. You know, when you, when you make a transition that big, you can expect to lose. Some Not everybody makes it with you. That's right. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, one of the other, you know, silver linings with, with COVID is it gave us the opportunity to really try out and test out a, a new office hours. Um, so when we reopened, um, we kind of tried out doing seven to seven, Monday through Thursday, mm -hmm. and eight to five on Fridays. At the time, it allowed us to condense the number of hygiene columns we were running and have fewer patients in the office. That, that was kind of at the same time. 
That was kind of the philosophy I applied, but I also was very transparent with our hygienists in that I would just like to try this to see if we can make it work to, you know, fill the facility and better basically uh-huh. and be, and be more co- uh, convenient, of course, for our patients. Right. Early morning, um, early, early evening. That's so you're before work and you're after work. Yeah, exactly. So that, that's, that's a double-edged sword. Um, yep. That's working for us. We, we've got it. Um, but I just had a team with the, uh, the, I just had a conversation with our team yesterday as I feel like a jerk because, um, you know, I might have a seven thirty patient of mine. I'll start at seven 30 hygiene. will start at seven. I'll start at seven 30. Um, you know, cause the, the doctors don't work the seven to seven. We just try to cover those hours. Uh-huh. So I'll start at seven 30. And then if I don't, if I don't have a seven 30 patient that next day, I'll, I'll really look at the schedule and say, hmm, do I really need to get there before eight? Because if not, then I can get my kids out of bed and I can have breakfast with them. And so there's this pressure on me where I, I want to come in later if can't, I can. But meanwhile, I'm asking my team to basically get there at 630. Yeah. And so there's this dynamic. And it, that, that's kind of a, a conversation we had yesterday. No one was upset about it, but I was just apologizing for it because it's not really fair to them. They got to be there either way. And here I am sometimes saying, does that person really need an exam? Because if they don't, I can stay home later. <laughs> mm-hmm. So we're kind of working through some of those uh, types of scheduling conflicts. But well, you're, working, you're working through a home life work balance is what you're talking about, right? Yeah. Now. Yeah. And that's going to let probably... me know if you figure it out, man. <laughs> um, and, you know, the funny thing is that for all this work, um, and, and there, that happens on, on certain days of the week, but I, I love my schedule. I love it. Um, you know, I still, I'm currently doing, and part of this is necessity with the health, health issues that I had. And just besides the, the hospital trip that I had, but the, um, my back, man, I, I don't know how long I could, you know, when I was an associate way back when <laughs> I was doing six days a week at times. And now I'm, I'm basically doing three clinical or I'm, you know, fixing teeth three days a week. And those are, I cut my lunch out. So they're more condensed, um, longer days now, but, uh, and I'm checking hygiene on the fourth and sometimes the fifth day, uh, sometimes I come in on Fridays. But I guess my point is that like, I, I like my new schedule, but I'm also just, I ha- kind of had to cut back a little bit because of the other issues I've been having. Um, did you change? Did you change how you schedule? Like, do you take and set blocks aside for certain things? And or, I did. Yeah. yeah, I really um, put a lot of thought into that um, before making any changes. And I extended what was an eight-hour day for me to what was it? Eight and a half-hour day, but then I also scheduled through my lunch, so it was more like nine and a half hours and. I was trying to keep close to the same number of clinical hours per week, but by doing it in three days, um, I'm not as meticulous anymore about making sure those get filled in. I, I would honestly rather that the 7:30 doesn't get filled in most days and to give me a little bit of flexibility. Or if I'm if it's my late day, I'd kind of rather that last hour um, falls off the schedule so that I can go home early or something like that. So that that's a conflict that I don't like having, but. I just need to get more comfortable with being there in those hours. If I'm asking my team to do the same, I got to lead by example. Um, yeah, you have but, to be careful of mixed messages too, right? So right. if you're like, if you're okay with 7:30 not coming, and you're okay getting home a little early, and then and then you turn around the next day and you're like, hey, listen, there's an opening, you got to fill this. 
Mm-hmm. Now the person's like, well, you know, I see how happy you are when this one doesn't come. Right, right. Now you're, it's it's that's a very that's very difficult. I think it's very difficult yes. on the team. Which is why I was talking to my team about it yesterday. Yeah, you so, were feeling a little guilt, man. I was, I was. So nothing wrong with a little guilt, man. That's good. That's <laughs> but good. I do like the schedule. I like the changes we made, and I I was paying attention to my um make sure I can still be productive. But another change has happened, you know, when we reopened after COVID, I forget at what point exactly, but we brought in another associate that, that, that helped me feel more comfortable taking a day back uh, clinically. So that was our third dentist. Um, she was only there for six months, which is, was a, a punch in the gut. You know, when, when you bring somebody on, I, I kind of, her and our other dentist, we sat down with her and, um, just had that conversation of, Hey, we're really looking for somebody long-term. Um, we're not looking, we don't want to have turnover for the patient's sakes. We're we're not a volume-based practice, you know, so it's a bad message for the patients if there's different dentists every time. And she said that she was looking for something long-term and, and I believed her and I, I, I'm inclined to believe that she believed what she was saying as well, but push came to shove was almost a full six months in and she took she told me the commute wouldn't be an issue. It was maybe a 25 minute commute or something, but uh, a spot opened up at a corporate chain near her office with someone else with an assistant she used to work with or something. Uh, and she, she jumped on it rather quickly. So that's, that's, but, that's, that's apples and oranges though, man. So have you had conversation with her since? Not really. Um, I, I very, I said very little. Um, cause there's nothing to really be said. I, I didn't yep. feel like there was any opportunity to change her mind. Um, and so I just wished her the best cause you know, what else are you going to do? When I said, well, I'm down? here to help, you know, if, if you ever need help, well, yeah. I'm around. Yeah. The bridge is open. When did that all go down? Of course. That was over, I'd say probably a, about a year ago now. Um, maybe less, maybe more, I don't know. But since then we have found, um, our, our, another associate instead uh, Dr. Kiever, and she's just been top notch. Um, she's really, really great. Uh, she had done like a, a, a GPR. And so she's got, she, she could add some skills to the office and patients really like her. And yeah, she's, it was easier to get her busy because of what the things she was able to bring in. And I don't know, I think we, I think it would all worked out in the end. She, um, she gets along with everybody very well. Uh, the, the, the first one that I was ta- telling you about, though, um, I was going to have her on the podcast a while back because it's an interesting story. It didn't work out um, you know, with her in our practice, but I, I, I wish her the best, of course. Um, she has an interesting side gig uh, that I love talking about. Um, she's a professional wrestler. The, Dr. Britt Baker, some people might be familiar Um and we never announced on social media for her request that she's at, at the practice. We would have eventually had she been there for a certain amount of time. But, um, you know, when I, when I originally brought her in, the, the conversation was around, she's got a, a rather large social media following. So we thought we could kind of leverage that into bringing in yeah, cosmetic sure. cases and whatnot. Yeah. Um, but that, that kind of changed. Anybody, and, bring in anybody, you know? Yeah, right. Um, she had some concerns doing that, which makes total sense with just like the persona that she has, uh, in the industry and just like there, there's some, there's some people that some, I don't want to say sketchy people that, uh, were, um, approaching some of her colleagues. I'll, I'll put it that way. Uh, so some safety concerns with, with doing sure. that. 
she really wanted people to know where she's working. So that totally made sense. Interesting. Interesting. And also, you know, she may not have been like, you know, you found out maybe she's not fully, fully, fully invested either. So that, that yeah, might've well, changed. Should that, should that, have, should that part have changed? Maybe the other part changed, but I, I get the safety, maybe. safety first. Right. Yeah. From what that, she told that, me, that, I think it was safety. I, I, I understand that. I, I, you know, I, I asked my team that one other day. I said, what's the most important thing for me as a boss? Well, the most important thing is that, 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 that we do. What's our number one priority period? Mm -hmm. and, and somebody got it. It's safety. It's safety for <laughs> our patients, safety for our team. It's safety. And when you're coaching a, a team, it's safety for your, your, your players. I mean, sure. It gets, it gets almost completely poo-pooed, you know, like, well, yeah, of course. Well, no, there's a lot of things that, you know, like we, we've taken, we did like an active shooter training for our team and wow. we've done a bunch of things and it opens your eyes. And then you start reading and seeing, you know, it could happen here. It happens anywhere. You know, it's, you can't mm -hmm. have that mentality. Well, it'll never happen here because you don't know, but if you're prepared and you have ideas on how to, how to be proactive and do something, you know, and, and it's the safety. So, you know, good, good for, good for her for realizing that. So yeah. How has it gone with your other associate who's been with you for how long now? It's been a bit, right? Yes, we actually just announced her to social media um, today. So in general, um, if we do bring someone in, I want them to be there for at least six months before uh -huh. we put anything online. Just, you know, in the event that it doesn't work out, mm -hmm. you don't want to have to walk that back and say, just kidding, <laughs> you're no longer here. Um, so she's been uh, just over six months or so. It uh, worked out great. We started. Um, two days a week and she's doing three days a week now. Um, I'd like her here even more, but um, she's got a young family. She's got a, a young child that, you know, mm -hmm. she's taken care of and um, that that's all good. And that was something we discussed before she came on. So that that's all good by me. How about the um, other deck you were working with? Cause you and I had long conversations there. How, how is that situation? Your right. first, your first doc, right? Has that, is that yeah, still, Eric. Yeah, yeah. Is that still associated? I don't know where we'd be without him. Has that morphed at all? I mean, what's that relationship now? No, he, he's, he's the man. He's, uh, you know, he, he's given us the stability we've needed to be able to, you know, continue growing. Uh, when, when my, I don't want to say when my attention was split, but when, when my attention was split, you know, he, he kept the step, the ship steady. So, uh -huh. Uh, his, his wife is, um, you know, in medical school and in residency now, um, and out of state in Philadelphia. So she's, um, Oh my, yeah, that, that, I just don't know. He's a admirable person, the two of them for, you know, everything they're doing. Um, but he's a great dentist and, uh, a great associate and I, I want to be with us long, long term. So. That's fantastic, man. Good for yeah. you. What do you see coming up in the future? Well, the, the fun part is, okay, so I guess over the last six months, I have tried to chill out a little bit. <laughs> I've tried to just like, okay, take a deep breath. Things, things are steady. I need to focus. What's my most important role? It's as a husband and a father and, and try to get myself to focus on that uh, while still doing fulfilling my responsibilities at the office, but with my office manager doing such a darn good job, it's allowed me the space to get a little bit of a breather while, while not like, you know, letting things slip. Mm -hmm. Um, but just the other day, um, it's so hard to find, um, 
assistants and hygienists were looking for both. Um, she had interviewed a hygienist that was maybe able to do uh, three days a week with us. We need at least three days a week. And so I knew we could offer one to two, but she felt like this might be a really good fit. So I was really getting deep into doing some math uh -huh. around, you know, can we justify opening up more hygiene days? How many could we justify? Could we, what would be the ripple effects if we opened up too many hygiene hours? Would it, you know, how is it? Obviously that would be bad if we opened up too many. How can we maybe close the holes? That So my, my wheels were spinning again, I guess is what I'm saying. Uh, my next thing would just be slow, steady growth of trying to continue to add days of hygiene bit by bit. Um, that's kind of fun to, to uh, if I could, we, there was a point in time in, in the first office when it was just me, I took over from the old dentist and there was a lot of capacity to grow because I wasn't taking as much time off as he was. You know, he took about a month, a week, every other month or something. Who's, who's, who took that? With the original dentist who I took the practice yeah. over from. So we had two chairs of hygiene at the time. And when I was working every week of the year, basically, you know, some vacation, uh, Christmas and whatnot, um, we had more open chair time is what I'm saying to be able to fill in with new patients. Right. Then it reached a point where it's like, we're actually pretty full. You know, there's not a lot of holes in hygiene and that's great from a overhead point of view. There's a lot of benefits to that. And now we're full circle to a point where it's like, I would rather have a little bit more open chair time if it means that we'll be able to grow sooner um, than be tight again until we're at complete capacity. So I'm doing this dance of more chair time, less chair time, but allowing us still room to grow. All the while, just trying to figure out how we can better serve our patients and you know, bring in more new patients to, to keep growing because we've got, yeah, I, I always look at what's the end goal. And my end goal always changes, but <laughs> I think, okay, if there's three dentists here, we have up to 12 chairs. How many chairs of hygiene is that? How many days per week? How many hours per day? How are we going to fill those? And just take it one at a time. Okay. So, Well, I, I agree with you. I think one of the mistakes we can make, and, and because, you know, like you think about it, you listen to CE, you, you hear about things and how do you fill? And so when you have that, that, that color column filled, it's like, oh, that's wonderful. That's great but yet now you don't have capacity. And I think what you're seeing is you, you like to have a little extra capacity, you know, whether it's extra chairs, whether it's like you call some emptiness and or open spots in hygiene. That, absolutely true. Like if somebody called you today and said, Hey, I, I, I want something done. You should be able to schedule them today. That's, that's my feeling. Mm -hmm. And I, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm going to say comfortable with it. I, I, I appreciate all my team and how hard they work and what they do, but yeah. Right. Yeah. We're, we're not great about that, about, you know, always making something work today. It uh -huh. depends on the day, of course. Um, I think of the three dentists that we have, we all, you know, prefer a little bit more time if we can get it. Right. Uh, uh, and none of us are really that into endo, I'll say. So it depends what we're talking about. If it's too thick, we might just be sending straight to endo. Um, but I guess the point is that there's a lot of ways we, where we could go next. It just, you know, I kind of take it a couple months at a time and see where we're at now and um, see what our options are. But I, I do want to keep growing. Yeah. I don't know that we won't, we likely won't keep the same pace in growth. And you look at those numbers and how they've grown um, that, that will, that trend will begin to taper off. It'll be more of a slow, 
steady growth because we, we've kind of already taken advantage of the low hanging fruit, if you will. But I will say, you know, our membership plan has helped a lot. I believe um, we're still using dental membership direct and um, you know what, I'm just going to drop that as a little uh, seed for now as maybe a future episode we can do. Um, we've got some big uh, changes coming to dental membership direct. And I don't want to spoil it yet, but a lot oh, of there's, a, there's a little teaser. We dropped a little teaser. Hey, on this show, a little teaser. Right, little yeah. Teaser. All right. Um, some some well, big stuff. Plug. Some That's big right. names. Yeah. Okay. So, um, you know, in moving, but you know, the thing is, I think you're full of crap. You're going to grow just fine. You're, you're, <laughs> you're, you're not going to taper off because it's just not who you are and it's not what you've done. So you're going to continue at, at some point though, because you, you have, but right, you have eight out of 12 rooms that you're using. So you have literally a 50% capacity you could increase. So come on, you're not going to oh, stop. The, the biggest problem there is I literally, we, we cannot add more chairs until we expand our parking. And that, I could do a whole boring episode on our parking woes. <laughs> that wouldn't be worth people's time. But the, the short answer is I've, I've explored all of the logical next steps uh, to expand our parking and there, there aren't any that are convenient. So we're, we're looking to see if we can maybe rent land from our, one of our neighbors to, to build a parking reten parking over retention area there. Uh, it's uh, not an easy road, but as soon as I get a parking solution in place, um, then I'm, I'm more open to adding those extra rooms. But for now, for the immediate future, we're kind of stuck with eight chairs because even if we had a ninth or 10th chair, we couldn't, the patients couldn't park. So is that by ordinance? You can't, you can't add those chairs. Um, we don't have room on our land for more parking spots. So I could add the dental chairs in, but we couldn't, our parking lots full at when we have eight chairs full, it's over full. And mm -hmm. so there's, we've got a, uh, I'm, I'm looking at doing offsite parking for my team. Yeah. At the, the That's first thing. Yeah. Way. First thing is take your team out and just open up just patient yeah. parking. Yeah. But all my neighbors also need their parking. So it's, it's literally like I'm looking at a retention area on a neighboring lot that I want to build a parking, just not, not like a parking garage, but just like something over top of it to allow us to park above the retention pond area. Uh, mm -hmm. So, yeah, you got to buy one of those buildings next to you. You'll figure it out. It's a, it's a real estate question. It's not, not a bit, well, because the business will drive you to do it, you know, because you're a creative thinker, you'll figure it out. I'll and we'll have another we'll podcast about your solutions, man. All right. Can't wait. So, <laughs> so you know, what's what's funny, though. Let, let me tell you this uh, as an old tart and as an old fart. Right. <laughs> look at look at how you've grown as a dentist. Just look at your growth from when you were first as an associate to where you are now. Just clinically. Let's just talk clinically. And now some of the things you're starting to see is what your growth is happening on the personal side. Mm -hmm. And it's no different. And it'll, they'll both continue. And I'll, although the, the dentist, dentistry part, I will agree, will not grow at skyrocket at alarming rates when you're younger and then, then you start to learn from your mistakes and you see your recalls and stuff. But on the other side, it's just that, and that's the beauty of it, right? It's just professionally, personally, it's just, it's nice to have a, a good balance in both areas, but it's also good to realize that you're still growing. Um, you're spot on. And do you know what else? Um, I think we talked about this last time. Uh, we talked about this on a Facebook live video we did. 
Okay. Um, this is the next thing that I want. Yeah, we can talk about how I can keep growing the practice. And that does excite me. And I, I do, well, I have enjoyed a little bit of mental break from that in the last few months, just trying to catch my breath. I, I still, that's part of me. I like strategizing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not as important to me, you know, growing the practice is not important to me as just offering good care for our patients, mm-hmm. but it's, it's still fun. But what I think my next thing that I really want to do that I've been saying for a while now is get a free dental day going. Um, there you go. Give back to the community. Like I won't be feeling like we've made it or we're satisfied. Uh, I'm satisfied fully until that's a part of our every year. Just that, that's a part of me is wanting to get back. And so that's the necessary component to the vision that I had when I originally set out to build this yeah. office. 23 years, man. We've been doing doctors with a heart day. It's phenomenal. You will, I know it. it'll be your favorite day of the year. So I what I'm going to do, what I'd like to do, um, cause I, I had this idea. I don't know if I talked about it with you the last time we, we, this topic came up, uh, in the future, when we're closer to being able to do this, I I'd like to interview you, you at length about just all the questions that I would have that I'd be asking you anyways, in a phone call of, Hey, how does this day work? And maybe develop some type of, uh, audio instruction manual for us and for other people who are interested. And maybe we can make it like to a, a 22, you know, 2022 year challenge for our listeners is, Hey, maybe it's time that you did your own free dental day. And here's the recipe of how, how to make it a success. You know, what sounds the best Drew? It sounds like you want to take the podcast back and what? be the host. No, that's, no, what, no. that's now that's what I heard what you said. 2025. What, well, what I heard was, <laughs> listen, I'd like to interview you. Ba-boom. Okay. I'm I'm in, I'm in, sign me up. I'm, I'm in. Uh, did I, I'd like for you to interview me. <laughs> I'd like for you to interview me, but I'll ask all the questions. Oh yes. yeah, that's, that's good. That that's please, good. that please. <laughs> oh, it's fabulous. That's fabulous. Oh, I mean, I, I, you know what? It's, it, it makes me feel so good to, to, to just see your growth, your development and your vision, right? Let's be honest. I mean, this, this format, this podcast wouldn't be here this fee-for-service group. And from what I am seeing and experiencing, there's a lot of people that don't even know what the hell fee-for-service is. And it's mm. funny, I, I argue with Travis Campbell about the definition, by the way, but that's a whole nother story. Yeah. I feel that fee-for-services, you get paid your full fee, whether insurance pays part of it or not. He says that's out of network and fee-for-service. And, and I get it. There's semantics. Right. There. He's an author and I'm just a dumb old dentist that, that <laughs> I just like it simple. So I, I found in... in in, in this new world now after the pandemic that there seems to me to be a very strong interest in people figuring out that insurance companies are squeezing the heck out of you. Right. They absolutely do not care about patient outcomes or patient care. They only care about finances. Now we had a, a water issue at our home where a, a, a toilet on the third floor broke and it flooded down. So it ruined, you know, second floor, third, first floor, you know, a number of things, bathrooms, kitchens, the whole thing. So in dealing with our insurance coverage, now we have great insurance coverage and we have replacement costs and we have full value. And it has, it was, it has been an utter nightmare to deal with. Uh, But if you don't have that mentality that understands, listen, they're not really here to give you what you pay for. They're here to make sure they give you as little as you will, at least as you possibly will accept. Yeah. Because where they started in the negotiation part, 
it's it's just it's it's a crime that they're yeah. that they that they behave the way they do when you pay their premium and you're the customer i'm sorry you're not the customer the customer is the shareholders the people that they report the profits to right. and it's it's just a nightmare but i do think that this whole fee for service feeling or this out of network feeling and people are just starting to understand especially with our costs have skyrocketed. Our cost of employment and employees have skyrocketed. Mm-hmm. Our cost of equipment and supplies have just crazy. Yet, insurance companies who profited tremendously during the pandemic, yep, are now cutting the fees to doctors like left and right. And how on sham. earth can they freaking say that? Oh my goodness. I'm like, I don't have to be a, a you know, a, a world economist, but I do know that if I've collected, just, just take two months. If I collected two months of premiums and I paid out zero, I did right. pretty darn good. I yeah. did pretty darn good. And so I turned around later. So, oh, guess what? We're cutting it. We're cutting your reimbursements. I don't know. That, that stuff, that stuff is just mind boggling. It's angering, but yeah, fortunately you had this thing going and God bless you. And I'm, I'm so happy you did this. And I personally am happy to see you blossoming and, and just, you know, really, I see it from, you know, another father, right. And, and, you know, and, hmm. and I share a lot of common bonds with you and faith and everything else. So yeah. I'm really, really pleased for everything you got going on, Drew. Well, thank you, Sonny. And as I've already said, the, the podcast would literally be dead right now if it wasn't for you. So thank you for keeping it going. It happened you know, shortly after or during the pandemic. Someone just reached out when I hadn't put out an episode in a couple of weeks or something. And because I was just you know getting busy again and was asking about, they said something to the effect of like how positive it is and how they could really use it during this time. And I was like, gosh, as hard as it is for me to, keep it up with it right now. Like I don't want to leave people hanging. And I just think that you've created, you've brought that for our listeners, the, the motivation, the encouragement, the positivity, you know, the whole spirit that you bring to dentistry as a whole and, and our colleagues. So thank you for that. I know you've, you've inspired me. Thank so, you, brother. I'm thanks. listening to your story. I'm already thinking, maybe I got to do this now. <laughs> <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> You just coast off into retirement. Live the good life. <laughs> oh, hey, retirement is so far off. It's not even funny. Oh, that's so, um, good for you. Yeah, I love it. Why would I, why would I stop? Exactly. You know? and, exactly. And learning and, you know, just it, it's, you, you think about something, you know, a profession and, I, and, I, and I'm just not going to listen to the negatives, but if you look at a profession where you get out what you put in mostly mm-hmm. and, and, and you can pick your lane. And you can be successful and you can be successful. If you want to be in the insurance game, you can do that and you can probably be successful. And if you mm-hmm. don't, you can still be, if you want to do TMJ therapy, if you want to do orthodontics, if you want to focus on implants and surgery and digital, or you want to have paper charts and take paper x-rays, you can still be successful. Yeah. And don't live by anybody else's definition. And I, I just, man, it's great. And there's some, and there's new things coming all the time. And, and, and the young docs that are coming in, I find it invigorating. I don't find it to be like, oh, these spoiled brats and these generation, whatever X, Y, Z, I don't know what they call them anymore, but <laughs> they're younger guys. And you know what? I went to a funeral awake today with a dentist that passed away. He was an older dentist. And I remember when I started, yeah. he was an Irish guy, Jim Moriarty. I loved him to death. I didn't know him that well. 
But whenever I saw him at the dental meetings, that guy had a smile on his face, usually a drink in his hand, but a smile on his <laughs> face. And he was pleasant. He wasn't a curmudgeon. And yeah. I gravitated towards him at different times because I knew that he was just going to smile and have like a conversation with me as a human being. Right. It wasn't like, hey, are you getting screwed by the insurance companies and my patient didn't show up and my tooth broke yesterday? No, it was like, how's it going? Hey. And I got, I met, he's got five daughters and a son. And it was, it, it really was. I mean, cause I, and I started laughing. I go, you know what? I'm in the position now that he was when I first started. Hmm. And I hope that I can do a little bit of what he did in a very small way. So I think you're doing it, it's you're been doing fun, it for me man. and for our listeners. So thank you. Well, you, you're the, you're started, man. You, you are, I am the substitute. Hey. I'll let's take go back. Let's go back to that. I'm the substitute. Okay. Yeah. Anything last stuff, Drew, anything you want to throw in there, man? This has been fun. Oh, it has been fun. Um, I don't know. I, I suppose I I'm really enjoying being able to give an update because I know a lot of what I was doing when, uh, when I was a substitute, what for you was, uh, <laughs> was giving people <laughs> my progress with the building. Um, and my career path and just talking about the leaps that I was trying to take and the risks I was taking. Um, so uh, I'm excited to provide that update. Yeah, I think it's been worth it um, with a big asterisk on that. That if anyone's, you know, um, you, you got to almost do a, a real soul search before you, you go down this road. And I, I, maybe I'm just making too big of a deal out of it. I think I'm going to look back in hindsight and, be, and just think I was too stressed for no good darn reason. When you're going through, it doesn't feel like that way. There's a thousand reasons that you can feel justified in being anxious and being stressed. And But with each uh, week and day that passes that I'm loving my schedule more and my team more, it's I'm beginning to let go of that. I'm beginning to get more confident in uh, you know, who we are as a practice and as a team and just it, you know where we're heading. And, and there's some days I think I'm, I remind myself of this because I'm, I'm wanting to believe it but it's it's also true and i need to allow myself to believe it i just can't believe what i've how good i've got it you know i, I started all this being this this path towards becoming a dentist even to provide for a family and to have that you know life balance and um and it's working out and i just i'm so feel so, so blessed and so grateful that like when i when i list out and you know i don't write it down but if i write down all of the blessings that i have it's just like you kidding me? I've, I've got two beautiful kids who can't sleep some nights, but they're still beautiful. And, <laughs> you know, and I'm married and I'm so, so much to be grateful for. Um, and I, I would want to, I, I guess I'm worried that I'm being too negative and tell, dissuading people. You know, if you're going to take a bet on something in life, take a bet on yourself. Um, and, mm -hmm. you know, it's worth it. So, you know, I want to end it there, but I got to go back to, because I, I just remember, I remember when you took on the project of the, of the new business of the new building. And I remember being in your shoes, but not to the level that you were, you were, you were in, you were in up to at least just below your nostril. <laughs> I was once. probably in up to my neck. I wasn't that far where I felt like I ever felt like I couldn't get it there. And to just to kind of see and hear you then and see and hear you now, it's just, it's been awesome. But what would you say to somebody who is looking at the daunting task of relocating, 
or basically reinventing their practice in a new spot? What, what would, what would, what would your words of wisdom be? Cause you did it. <laughs> I don't know if there's any wisdom at all that I have to offer, but you know, I, I don't want to give people false hope. So yeah, I, I knew what I was getting into strategy wise. I, I had the gut feeling that this was going to work out. I knew the demographics and the part of town I was in where I was moving to and the opportunity to be had if we can make it work and kind of the worst case. So assuming that all that's worked out and you're just nervous about the process, you know, do it. <laughs> um, the advice that I would have about what I would have done differently is too specific to my own case. You know, like my brother is an attorney, um, which he graciously offered to help with some of the processes and the paperwork and whatnot, uh, at, you know, not charge before it. In hindsight, this is going to sound bad, but like I would have gladly paid someone else to do it for the, the tension that it put between him and I through that, that phase. We're fine now, but it just, he's even more risk averse than me. So I think I had that voice in my ear the whole time, like, you know, this is too risky. You, you should, you should rent instead. You shouldn't buy. And it's just, it compounded yeah. a lot of the stress that I was going through. Well, cause um, there's lines, right? I'm, yeah. I'm your brother and I'm right. Gonna, I, I love you. And I, I look at what you're doing. I'm going to have advice as a brother, but I'm also now your attorney. I'm representing you. Yeah. I have to give you legal advice. That's a, that's a, that's, those are some fine lines to walk, man. Mm -hmm. And he loves giving the, just the brotherly advice of here's, <laughs> you know, put, putting his thumb, his hand down, his fist down. And like, it's gotta be my way, that, that type of, and so it was just put us at odds for a little bit, but we're all good now. And, um, I don't know. So I don't know that, that I have anything generic enough. <laughs> how about, offer. just how about, just how about the financial part, the financial burden that, that you were looking at, you know, if, if someone's going into it and they're looking at barn, let's just take numbers. I'm not using your numbers, but let's say someone say, sure. Listen, I'm, I'm borrowing, you know, I talked to a young dentist. She was borrowing a million dollars to buy a building and buy a practice together. So, you mm -hmm. know, now you do the math on that. And now your debt service alone for that is, what would you say? You know, 10 grand a month, whatever it is. I don't know the number. And, you know, how, how did you in your mind know, know that you're, you're going to be able to be okay? You know, the hard part, I think, and why it's difficult for me to, why well, I have the, I have the slow letting go of feeling like it's going to be okay is because what I actually looked, I, I took the wrong approach. I think in hindsight, I, I said, what's the most productive it can be. And when I saw those numbers, I thought, let's do this. <laughs> like, yeah, it's a, I, it's a lot more than what she paid. I'll say that, <laughs> uh -huh. if, if, especially recounting my original practice purchase in it. Um, but and I have this feeling, I had this feeling for a while that we won't made, have made it until we fill every chair and, you know, hit that overall number that I kind of done some math with, with Chris Phelps early on. And, you know, the more I look at it, the more I'm thinking, well, I don't know if that number is really attainable. If, if we did it his way, it would be, but I don't know, that's what I want. And, you know, maybe we're going to settle for a lot less than that and still be doing great. Um, so I had this feeling for a while that it's not going to be worth it until X happens. Um, and that's just not the case. Um, I, what I should have done is, and I'm sure I did, but I should have said, okay, if we move into this facility and we don't grow at all, what would the numbers be? And would it still be worth it at that time? Um, and knowing that we're going to grow, 
you know, just, just knowing that maybe not the first year, but it would, it, we did thankfully, but just knowing that it's going to work out uh, long-term, would you be okay with those numbers? Kind of mentally, emotionally prepare yourself for that and expect that it's, you know, it's going to go a lot better than that. Uh, but I, I had a plan for growth. I think if you're talking about doing this it, for, from the dentist you were talking about, the mass she needs to look at is what is she making as an associate? And after paying the loan down, you know, the monthly payments of the loan, is she making more as an owner? If she is, and if she can step into that old dentist's shoes and doing the same stuff he was doing, and it reasonably expect to be, you know, at least doing the same, if not more, then it's becomes a no-brainer because in addition to making more or the same, you're also, you know, now you're you've got equity, you're you're owning the building and the practice. So that's the financial side, but the mindset side, right? Because oh. not everybody, not everybody's got the DNA is cut out to, to run the practice. And I think that's where you really get your challenges. And that's where some yeah. of, I hear some of your stresses are, and I hear you because it's the same way we're human beings, right? And we care about people deeply or else we wouldn't be in this profession that, you know, that's the challenge. And then the real reality of it is you now have 15, you know, 14, 15 people whose lives depend on what you do. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah. a big responsibility. Not everybody wants to carry that responsibility. Yeah. And I, I still don't know. I know this is going to sound funny. I still don't know if I'm cut out for it because, you know, <laughs> I, I never went into dentistry thinking that I would be an owner. Like I thought I was going to be a partner in a practice that already existed and I wouldn't have to figure everything out for the first time. But I've constantly mm-hmm. been operating with this feeling of like, you know, the imposter syndrome, imposter syndrome of just like, I don't know what the heck I'm doing, but I'm still doing it. And that's deep, man. Hopefully this is the way it works. Like, hopefully this is the way it's going to work. It should be done. And um, so you just, heck, that's why the podcast has been so good for me to, to you know, learn from the people that have been doing it for a while. And it's given me a lot of insights and that's why I started it. So, so let me tell you, anybody listening, you hear what Drew just said. I mean, talk about vulnerability and, and just no assumptions. That's one of the things I love about you, man. You just, you just authentic as there is the day is long. And, and, and here's a guy who you see, you heard his numbers. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, Drew, man, you're killing it. You're killing it. I'm so happy for you. And still saying to yourself, I'm a little bit of an imposter, you know, mm-hmm. that's, but that's real. I mean, that's real. There, there's no, there's and, and, and social media, damn social media, but this is what it does. It creates this fantasy that I am perfect. I have, the perfect this and the perfect this and my car and my house and my, you know, all this vacations and, you know, glam and glitz and all that stuff. But when it comes right down to it, you got to be comfortable in your skin and with what you have to do and what's on your plate. So, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, the bottom line is right, Drew, never totally comfortable with all that. <laughs> yeah. It's the truth. Right. And yeah, we, we've had a lot of success of that practice stop. I can't take credit for all of it. Uh, my production personally does not make up the majority of those numbers. So, <laughs> you know, I've, I've been just incredibly lucky with other good, good people to surround myself with. But, but, but um, people listening can take from that, right? They can say, listen, that's me, right? They identify with you because of really who you are. And I, I'm just, you know, hey, God bless you, man. So any last thoughts? Let's wrap yeah, it up. This, this has been a great therapy session. When does the uh, podcast interview begin? I don't know, man. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> to lay down on the couch here and let you interview me so I can get my therapy. In. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, um, 
Well, it's been helpful for me. Hopefully it was helpful for some, some listeners too, but I really yeah. appreciate you, Sonny. Thank you. You got it, man. Thanks for everything, Drew. And you Thank know, you. we will, we will definitely be back talking with the host of the show as the substitute host will be contacting you and we'll get another time together and we'll do this, man. So that'd be great. Appreciate you. Love you, man. All right, Thank Sonny, you. You too. Take care. Thanks for listening to the fee for service dentist podcast. If you would like to share your fee for service story, please fill out our contact form at ffsdentistry.com. Also, be sure to join our fee-for-service dentistry Facebook group. For help starting your dental membership plan, visit dentalmembershipdirect.com and membershipmastercourse.com. Finally, for help with in-house financing, visit dentalfinancingdirect.com. And don't forget, your story is what you make of it. This is your name on the door and your reputation on the line. Thanks, everyone. We'll see you next time.